Welcome to the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. And we're back with our first podcast of 2024. And first since Halloween. Uh, I have to... I, I got to keep saying we're back every episode because we keep taking very long breaks between episodes. This is the longest we've ever gone between episodes, I think, in a season. And the Sixers are actually kind of fun this year. Yeah. Like we didn't even pod uh, uh, this little when they were, you know, yeah. when we hated them. There have been times. Uh, there have been times where we right, <laughs> rightfully so did not pod for a while now now it's not one of those times but for it's some not reason. it's uh it's it's disappointing but we are back i know a few people who have requested a new episode shout out blair shout out first name dane who of course provides our intro music uh who actually <clears throat> tweeted at us that he hates us because it's been so long between episodes but i am happy to report we have a full squad tonight including june one june how are you? How you've been? What do you want to tell our listeners of what you've been up to? All that. What's up? I'm not sure if it's already in the agenda for time of how in we are, but this is the most in I've ever been since Embiid started playing. We will certainly get to that and, and for what reasons why. But next, we got to introduce Dave Debaco, a.k.a. Lottie Debaco. How are you, Dave? Yeah, you know, I just, I'm pretty good. I just, I still can't get over Kelly Oubre getting hit by a car. <laughs> I can't shake it. I can't shake it. I mean, uh, silly me was so excited with the, with the, you know, first 10 games of the Sixers. And then I saw that Woj bomb on, on a Saturday night while I was watching some, some Netflix with, with Steph and he got hit by a car. And it was just like a, a whisper from the basketball gods saying, you dummy. You forget how this works. A lot has happened. You can't be. I don't know. That was. And I'm still. Even though. Even though he's back and things are good again, and he is. He. You know. It didn't end his career. He didn't forget how to shoot after getting hit by the car. I still. It did something to me deep down. I'm just. I'm not. You know. That was just a a sad reminder of you know the weirdness that we're cursed. We're cursed. Kind of just waiting (laughs) for the next domino to fall. Just waiting. Always. Always waiting. (laughs) We will get to. We're gonna put it. In Dave's hands, the State of the Union address. Address, uh, but last but not least, we have JB Mudbones. How are you, JB? I'm good. I'm good. I watched a lot of last night, and <clears throat> it sounds like even the games I've missed, it's a trend. And Bead plays three quarters, and he puts up record numbers. It's a pretty, pretty cool formula if that's sustainable. It's a nice little tradition we've had going on so far this season. Um, I don't know what, how many games it's happened, but it's been a lot and it's nice because, uh, that's actually helped them. He's one of the, he's probably the first player since Chamberlain to average more points than minutes played, which is pretty crazy. You know, it hasn't been the whole season, but we shall talk about Embiid and his case for possibly back-to-back MVPs. But first I'm going to give the floor to Dave to just riff. What's uh? Give us your State of the Union address. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll wing it. I'm going to totally wing it for, right. from an unbiased manner because the Kelly Oubre thing wasn't really painting the rosiest picture of how I'm personally feeling. But zooming out, you know, from what I've watched and what I've seen, you know, people react on Twitter. Uh, this team is serious. It's the Nick Nurse effect, in my opinion. I mean, we are we've always had the talent. You know, we've we've always had all the talent, but we're very this team is serious. Previous years, we were very unserious. We would lose the teams that we should manhandle. You know, and now it seems like we're demolishing teams that we should beat, which is the sign of a serious good team. And, um, you know, if Embiid is ever going to do it, you know, this is without a third banana like Harden or some. It's like this is such a golden opportunity for him to, like, cement his legacy. Like if they can actually pull this off and get. And honestly, I was just thinking about it. It's not even the second round. I don't care about the second round. They just have to get past Boston. Honestly, they just have to beat Boston, whether it's in the first round, second round, third round. They just have to get past Boston in a meaningful way. And I think that is equivalent, if not greater than the second round hump that we that we always get hung up on. But either way, um, it's to, if it's ever going to happen for Embiid. I mean, just without it's it's all him like he's the Maxie's been a nice. We always knew Maxie was going to be good. I actually would argue that we always knew Maxie was going to be this good. We've, it's 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 documented on past podcasts. We always believed in Maxie is 1A, but he's a legitimate 2A right now to Joel's back-to-back MVP. And um, it's a beautiful thing. He There's no egos in the building. Um, you know, it's it's very clear that this is Joel's team. And, you know, if, if we go, he's going to lead us. And uh, we have the coach to do it. We have the supporting cast to do it. It seems like for once there's finally nobody, no JJ Reddicks, no, no minivan Niangs. They can get exploited on defense that Boston can just hunt for an easy mismatch. We're just tall, switchable. Batum has been a godsend. Covington's back, even though Nick Nurse doesn't like him for some reason. Covington's still on the team. It's great. Uh, Kelly Oubre has been, you know, the just an absolute joy. I don't want to say that too loudly. This whole you, you fucking, uh, you know, his building will collapse tonight. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, Maxie, everybody. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. Even Marcus Morris has been an absolute joy. We have P- Patrick Beverly. We have Patrick Beverly and Marcus Morris. We have two of the toughest motherfuckers, you know, in the in the, of the past decade, which is incredible. And, uh, you know, it's a great team. It's a shame we're so scarred and jaded, but, you know, they got a real chance. They They could really do it. So I'm excited. I'll try to stay level-headed, and uh, I think I've assumed the new Nuge curse when I watch something bad happens, and when I don't watch there, I look, and they're up by 40 in the second quarter. So I'll just keep watching from a distance quietly. You got to do what you got to do. Did you mention Nick Batum? Because I I have to give a huge – yeah. I got a love letter to Nick Batum. He is the most normal player we've ever had. Like in in my whole history of watching the Sixers, he he, there is a I think a three minute video by uh, Dan Ollinger, the new writer for the Ricky, of him just throwing entry passes to Embiid, and it's just like it hits every time. It's just it's so beautiful to watch. It just brings a smile to my. He just he shoots the three. He's like he's I know he's up there in age, uh, but he's still like pretty athletic where he can keep up with players and he makes the right pass and he's just. Very, he doesn't always makes the right move. I, I, I've always kind of made fun of Nick Batum because of he got that huge contract with Charlotte uh, during that year where those like huge contracts were, were getting handed out. He got a hundred million dollars. Evan Turner got $75 million, uh, things like that. So I, I've always kind of made fun of him. And then I know he was like weirdly out of the league for a little bit and then came back with the Clippers. Um, wow. Well, the last time we pod, what we did a pod was the James Harden trade, by the way. 
and uh he's just really nice man like i i trust him so much I, I, we were we threw out a starting lineup yesterday of uh maxi Ubre, nick batum tobias eh, and and bead <laughs> and like kelly Ubre is just like a normal like capable athletic wing that we got on the minimum deal which is ridiculous uh average 20 points per game last year i think he's up i think what's what's he up to this year he might be up to 14 maybe uh, anyway, he's just he's just really nice, and it's nice to have some. We had no wings last year. Now we have some capable wings this year. Um, this team feels, uh, Dave. You mentioned this team seems ser- like they feel serious. They they seem less Sixersy than usual. Like I feel like every year, and I was going to ask you this guy to uh, you know put a pin on this. I was going to ask you guys: Is this the best team Embiid's ever had? And it's funny because. I feel like I asked it every year, but I feel like every year before this year, it's like you watch them. I think our podcast title for last year's or two years ago uh, for the first pod of the year is new year, same Sixers. They've always seemed like the same old Sixers and this team feels like less like that. They're blowing out teams and beats sitting out the fourth quarter. It's uh, super nice. There's no like glaring weakness besides bias probably um but you know it's always been like you know backup center or not enough wings or something like that like point guard can't shoot things like that maxi has been i know you got you guys were always on the maxi train i gotta i gotta confess i i didn't think he'd be nearly this good i thought he'd be good i thought he was more a lou williams type uh he's incredible he's having 26 points per game um so yeah, I so that that's gotta lead me to my question. I'm gonna ask uh JB first and then June, because June already alluded to it. How in are you, JB? I thought you were gonna ask if if this is our best team for Embiid yet, but you can answer that too. <laughs> I would I'm not ready to say that yet. I, I still think the Jimmy team was was probably the best team, but we just had a bad coach. Like Nick Nurse has been such a uh, I don't know, even the the few clips that people put side by side of like Nick Nurse making adjustments versus Doc just saying, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, guys, come on. Um, it, That's been awesome. And, and you got I was so struggling to get in in the offseason. And I, I think it was Dave or probably all you guys that were so pumped about Nurse and a couple of my buddies were as well. And man, that was spot on. Um, But it's almost been like. I feel like for the last month of Embiid kicking ass, and this isn't to like downplay it. It was against like we played a lot of shitty teams, so I was just like not that in- invested in watching like Embiid put up forty ten and ten against like the Hornets, which is still so impressive. But it's just we don't have too many letdown games when we have a real coach. So I'm so in. The team is so fun. I don't dislike anyone. I usually hate someone and I don't even, I'm not even neutral on anyone. I I literally like everyone on the team, which is awesome. Even Springer and I was a hater, but he's fun. (laughs) I saw he's averaging three points a game. That's, that's nice. That's our garbage time. Did you see his block last night with the two hands? He's LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) He's LeBron. He's like, he's still 19 years old. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say JB like 
you went from like totally disinterested. You mentioned it. You went from totally disinterested to like, this seems like pretty cool and likable and opposite said, of the Eagles right now. <laughs> I said I was not watching this team with Harden on on the roster, and I think I stayed strong for the most True. part. But but thank goodness. I wish they were still sucking. I, I think they got back on track, but still have no. I I I'm taking. I, I don't even know. I can't even think of a hot take. But there's zero percent chance they make it deep in the playoffs. Yeah, like are you are you taking the Clippers over the Nuggets? Probably not. No. Okay. Uh, see. Over... I clicked NFL standings instead of NBA, but I'll, <laughs> I'll take the this. Jets over them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they are uh, getting it back on track. I mean, they have Kawhi, Paul George, Harden. They were eventually. They're going to be a good regular season team. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, June, how in are you? I think you answered that already, but just go on and elaborate. Yeah, I'm the most in I've ever been as a Sixers fan. Because I guess, like Dave alluded to, like the past few years, we had players like Minivan, Niang, and I guess now I can say like Shake Milton, who were not good, like not good NBA players, players that can play in the playoffs and seemed like guys that got way too many minutes when playoffs rolled around. But now you have this roster like surrounding Embiid and Maxi, where all these guys are, are, are switchable. We, we never had a team that is so switchable as this. Like, we're so switchable that Robert Covington can't get minutes or can't get good minutes from 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 Nurse. So, and also, like, when you're watching this team compared to, like, I guess the Doc teams, like, this is a whole different team. Like, the offense just flows better. There's no, like, stagnant, like, offense, like, wasted movements that we've always seen with an MB team. Like, there was always someone not doing something where, like, the paint looked too crowded. But now, with all these wings that can shoot as well, like, he has the most space he's ever had. And this is phenomenal to watch. June, do you think this is Embiid's best team? I think so. It it, it might not be the most, like, star-powered team, I say, like, with Ben and Jimmy. But I think, like, uh, our Hills? lowest player is – what is it? Like, our lowest player is better than, I guess, whoever the lowest player was that series, that year. Like, comparing so, tiers like, of that team. Yeah. So, well, like, we have players that, like, can't be exposed in the playoffs. Like, that's – I think that's very important when it comes to that time. So, like, if you – I think if you put this Embiid – on both teams, I think this team's better. I, I, I know we made a little run in t- 2019, and it, this is arguable. I'm not saying I like, totally disagree, but I, I can see why people really liked that team. But people forget that team was kind of weird heading into the playoffs. And maybe it's a regular season. Maybe they didn't care. But like that seemed, that team seemed like they showed flaws and like, at the wrong times, you know? So like like Jimmy didn't shoot a three for two months. Uh, Ben was Ben who, you know, was pretty much left in the dunker spot and everything. So like, I, I do think this team, they seem like they flow better, uh, but you know what? We didn't see we, it's the playoff. We didn't haven't seen the playoffs yet. It's just a regular season. This is a good regular season team. Uh, Maxi is, 
you know, adds an element that we've never had in an NBA team. So um, real quick, Dave, before I change topics, what do you think in terms of this is Embiid's best team? I think uh, I think if uh, we had Nick Nurse all along, I think the Butler team could have done it. Point. And Good I think point. last year's team would have beat Boston. I, st- I still do, even with big fat loser Harden. I still think yeah. Nick Nurse coaching last year's team, I think we win game six at home and uh, go all the way. So uh, is this MB's best team? Like June said, I don't think it's the most talented team, but it definitely f- suits him the best. There's the most... The only player on this team that doesn't compliment Embiid is Tobias. <laughs> Everybody else just, you know, plays their role, stays out of his way, lets him cook and doesn't need, you know, doesn't need to pound the air out of the ball and uh, go one-on-one in the mid-range. It's just, that's Embiid's job. And uh, yeah, so I think, I don't think it's the most talented team we've had. It was probably Jimmy Butler or last year even, but uh, definitely fits him the best. So it's fun. Dave, Good regular. You said uh, great regular season team. Awesome. So much, such a joy to watch. That's all we wanted before the season started. Just give me something to turn on after work and just watch and enjoy and not want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> and uh, this is the team we got. We're great. It's, it's all, it's all we can ask for, you know, they're very fun. And like you said, we're, we're, um, you know, I'm trying to temper expectations, but you know, as if we continue in the top three seed on this trend, Eventually, we're going to buy fully in. And like you said, with like Kelly getting hit by a car, uh, what's next? What's going to happen next? But uh, well, Dave and – oh, Sorry, God. Real quick, yeah. On the on the optimistic side, I've seen somebody on Twitter say, which makes sense to me, is like, you know, Embiid and Maxi are, you know, pretty much Jokic and Murray and with a strong supporting cast. You know, they did. They also played the Cinderella eighth seed Miami Heat, which wasn't much of a – wasn't much of a series, all, all, all truth be told. But still, you know, they did it. Why can't we? Yeah. Why can't we? Um, Actually, semi-related to that, you mentioned in your opening that this supporting cast could probably do it, and your your goal is to get by Boston. Are they currently good enough as constructed? Yeah, they're good enough as constructed, but is Embiid going to fold for Al Horford like he always does? That's that's really what it comes down to. And, you know, we know what history says. <clears throat> and uh, until that changes, I I will, you know, have my reservations. But I want it, I want it to happen badly. It'd be nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really thought everyone. last year was the year. Really did. Really thought last year was, <laughs> was the time. Still can't believe uh, they stopped they stopped play in game six for five minutes. Remember that? I've heard people <laughs> yeah, say I that. I I've heard people say that we would have lost the Heat anyway, and I don't believe that's a no. I don't believe way. that's a given. I think we would have beaten the series. Invite them on the podcast. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say it. <laughs> Call them the same uh, to my face. And Twitter. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you and everyone, Dave, you first. On a scale of one to ten, how badly do the Sixers need to make a move? Uh they. I don't. I honestly, we'll talk about it, but. Since Ananobi's off the board, yes, I don't think they need to do anything. Maybe if we get to Vladi's fake trade, I have one player that I would I would like to just add without giving much giving up much for. But they don't need to make a ground, you know, ground shaking, earth shattering trade and and you know rock the boat. This you know ride it out with what we have. We're deep enough. Just stay healthy and see what we can do with this team. JB, what do you think? I don't. The only player that I would empty the the farm for is is 
Mikael Bridges if that becomes yeah. like I mean I would have said no shot going into the year but they suck the Nets stink they I I don't know what their hope is like I have it, I have bad news I have record scratching bad news the oh, Nets no. the Nets owe Houston their unprotected first round pick in 2024 and 2026, as well as an unprotected swap in 2025 from the James Harden trade. So they will Wait. not be, they will not be trading Mikel Burgess. Oh, uh, what about Cam Johnson? Uh, doubtful. <laughs> doubtful. Was, if anything, if anything they, might, they might be, they might be looking to add somebody. Isn't that, I don't know. Isn't that a sunk cost though? They're screwed. So they, wouldn't they rather get the, uh, the Clippers, Clippers? pick? And some other assets and get their and like instead so they 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 have a shitty pick that they have to give to Houston and three. Yeah. But as opposed to what? They keep bridges and get like the twelfth overall pick that does nothing. Like the they trade is off. <laughs> they keep bridges, the guy we want. I don't know. Could have been a sixer all along, but but yeah, I don't think we need to make an L in trade and just like go all in just to do it. Yeah. Like there, if we traded for Zach Levine, I'd be pissed. If we yeah. traded all of our asset, I, unless and this is how it usually happens, I think. Like unless someone comes out of nowhere and like we trade for them and no one thought they were available. Like I have no interest in any big name except Mikhail, and he hasn't been really mentioned. I could agree with that and. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little after this about Zach Levine, but June, um, how badly do the Sixers need to make a move? Are they good enough to compete with Boston who don't forget they, they got better this year? Uh, one, I don't think we need to make a move. Like we all said, like we have something good going on now. Like I think everyone's getting used to each other and we'll see how it goes in the playoffs. And I guess two, uh, I don't think Boston got better in my opinion. Like really playoff playoff wise. Cause I always thought Marcus Smart was this glue guy in the playoffs that kind of <laughs> got them rolling and kind of killed us, I think. And I think losing that's like huge. So like in the playoffs, hey, maybe Toby has a little, you know, ten game streak where he plays a little bit above average. We gotta time it. You never you never know. So but yeah, I don't think we need to make any crazy moves. Like, yeah, I don't think so. I want to yeah. say I agree with June about Sarge. I, I agree with yeah. June about Boston not being as good. I mean, on paper they're more talented. They have more talented names, but they swap their depth for Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis, who <laughs> Porzingis hasn't been healthy in the last seven years. So I mean, if they make it to the finish line, they're probably the best team. But they got to make it to the finish line because they they swapped. They got rid of Brogdon, Smart, Robert Williams, and Grant Williams. You know, four guys that absolutely killed us all the time. And uh, for Drew Holiday and Porzingis. So, like, yeah, on paper, if they're healthy, they're better. But one injury and uh, all of a sudden they're looking pretty thin. And uh, Nick Nurse could probably sniff the holes out. You know what I mean? But they have Derek White, who is the best player I've ever seen in my life. He's that is he's, the counter. He might he might be the runner up MVP. Yeah, um, crazy. I know there's a, a huge campaign for him to be an all star, and I think he should start because he's amazing. He makes every yeah. shot against us uh, and whatnot. Um, I do like our team as currently constructed. 
And like JB said, I don't really, there's no one I'm willing to empty the clip for. Uh, but besides Mikhail Bridges, a hundred percent would, I don't think the Nets would um, like Dave said, but um, do you ever watch this team and this be like, they could use a, a third scorer behind Maxi and Embiid in case anything goes stagnant. Yeah. And it, what, it, what if you could get Zach Levine for cheaper than you think? Would you I be mean, interested? What's, that? what's the price? Uh, yes. Toby in the first. Which first? Uh, the Clippers first. Which one? Uh, 20, 26 I, or 28? Are they both underprotected? 2028 is unprotected. 2026 is is like the worst of three teams. It'll probably be OKC, which will be like the 25th. Okay, Tobias and the unprotected. Yeah, I I mean, if I fucking do that, I think, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I'm just so scared to commit to another monster contract. All in on the guy, which let's look at. Let's look at it again. Keep talking, Jim. I'm going to pull up that contract and we'll look at it together. I'm not like. Beggars can't be choosers. Like, there's, it's not like we could just get any guy on a good contract because they're not available. It's just like we're finally five years through of Toby getting whatever his 35, 40 million is. And now we're going to get another guy that's has never been on a winning team and has flaws and maybe not the best vibes for another years. Yeah. It's bad. Let's hear it. It's bad. This year, 40 million. Excuse me. Next year, forty-three million. The year after that, forty-six million. The year after that, player option for forty-nine million. So it's basically three years after this year, forty-three, forty-six, forty-nine. Yeah, that's a that's a hard no pass. Yeah, they might have to give up. They might. It'll be Toby for Levine in a first, I think, and then I'd do it. Yeah, Uh, they like they give us a first. Yeah. They hey they might have, they've been playing way better without him, so yeah, like, that's, like that's, JB's that's saying, grotesque. That is he bad. might just be a loser with losing ways and on you know a good stats bad team kind of guy. So yep. no, I, I no I, I am also out on Zach Levine. I just thought I'd play devil's advocate. I do watch this team sometimes and be like they could use a third scorer, but I don't think Zach Levine's that guy. I don't think he's worth it. I believe um, I have that. I believe I have that score on Vladi's fake trade of the week of the <laughs> of the quarter. Vladdy's fake trade of the quarter. We will give we will us get Kelly Olnick and call it a day. <laughs> Kelly Olnick. That's good. Uh, let me ask you guys. We have ten minutes left because I'm still too cheap to pay for Zoom. <laughs> if we started doing consistent podcasts, I'll pay for. I'll cover. I'll pay for Zoom. <laughs> um, how much longer? In the off season, I said I wanted to blow it up. I wanted to rebuild. How much longer do you think? We've extended our window because Embiid's in his eighth year now, which is crazy to me. Um, how much? How many more shots do you think we got at it? Two more, three more. We can win. I mean, what? Why does Embiid need to slow down? Like, <clears throat> yeah, we've been playing it forever, but like, I mean, the dude might miss fifteen games a year, but like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we're at a point eight years in or whatever. Like. Maybe he's not just going to fall off a cliff. Like he, he might be the best. He might be at his peak. I mean, like literally, his numbers are like best in NBA history right now. But like, I I see no reason why we can't be competitive for the next I don't know four years. As long as Maxi's and we extend Maxi for what four years or five years after in the summer. I think it's five now with the new CBA. 
Yep. I could so be wrong. There's our, I mean, granted, I'm not that confident that Embiid's going to be this Embiid in even three years from now, but I don't think like this, we have to win in 2024 or else we're screwed. I mean, going into this year, we thought this was a tank year. And now we have our best chance at a championship and the most flexibility we've had in like the last five years. So like Bravo, Daryl, I was hating on you at some points and Nick nurse, you're awesome, but let's just not, let's just not go in for a stupid reason. All in for a stupid player. I should say. I agree. Good thing. I didn't trade Embiid for uh scoot Henderson, right? Man, he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> he stinks. <laughs> Yikes. Not always it's, right. It's crazy that MB got better. That makes no sense to me. I thought he peaked in 2021 with that MVP MVP case. And th- I there was no way I thought he could do better than his 33 points per game last year. And then this year he's having 35 points per game and probably less That's minutes. Crazy. I didn't check that. And <laughs> more assists, more rebounds, more blocks. And like he's just he's energized. What JB, what were you gonna mention? It's not even just like the the counting stats. Like he's the assists are cool, but those are byproduct of like how did he just learn overnight's the wrong term, but I guess in one offseason how to like combat a double team. Like he was so hope was that literally just like Nick Nurse was like, Hey, this is all you have to do. It's not that hard because for four years it was like a a pretty good chance at a turnover. Now it's just like yeah, he'll this dude's got like triple doubles and nine assist games out the wazoo. Like, how <laughs> did it just that's a plan? I guess, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's awesome. like that. That was always what helped. I mean, it's hard to say held him back because again, he's always been filthy, but like that was a huge development that I gave up on. I was like, all right, he it's seven years, the dude's not going to learn how to beat a double team, and I was wrong. It, we always say this, we got to see how it looks in the playoffs. Cause I remember last year he did look like he was starting to figure out the double teams, but that's with doc rivers is stagnant. Everyone that stands around and watches offense uh, this year, it's much more smooth. People are moving around uh, and beads doing some playmaking. Had his uh, third triple double last night. I could be wrong, but um, triple double and only three quarters and, He's he's the MVP right now. I think ESPN took a straw poll, and I think he got like 70% of the first place votes. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it up, but, man, he's having a very, very historic season. Um, I agree with you guys that this window has been extended a little bit because, you know, who knows what happens. Anything crazy could happen, but uh, maybe we don't need to make a move right now and go all in, and it, this team's flowing pretty well. Uh, we have some nice pieces. Maybe instead, unless someone unexpected become became available, maybe it's better going into the playoffs as is. What do you think, June? Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll, it's a long season. We'll never know what's going to happen from now to to the playoffs. But I I like what we're we have out there. How we're progressing with Nurse, and I feel like each game we play like we're getting better somehow like we just look more crisp with Embiid with everyone playing um so yeah 
for our last about five minutes. Uh, Dave, I think we are ready for that lot of fake trade. If you can get through it, what do you think? Yeah, I don't even have a trade. I just have a guy. I have okay, a guy who go. we can get without giving up much, and he, it's Malcolm Brogdon. He's just rotting away on Portland. He's got this year and next year, $22 million a year, whatever. It's not a long-term commitment. He's uh, 31 years old. He's got an injury history, but we know what he can do. He's fucking picked us apart for the last two years or whatever it was, and, you know, we can get him for cheap. You just put him on. He's average of 20 off the bench. That's just what he does. That's what he did for Boston on a team that had Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and everybody else. Well, he still averaged 20 off the bench, Derek White. And uh, why can't he do that for us too? Imagine that. We'd be like overwhelming. We could just add Malcolm Brogdon without giving up a rotation player to this team. I mean, I think that that puts us over the hump probably. And I don't think That'd it would cost nice. much. I think what Covington and Corkmaz pretty much gets us there with the money. And then I'd give a first round. I'd give the that shitty first round pick that's going to be OKC's 27th pick in, in 2026. I'd give that up for just to add Brogdon to this team. So you got Maxi Melton, Batum, Tobias Embiid starting. And then off the bench, you got Beverly, Brogdon, Oubre, Marcus Morris, and B-Ball Paul. Go do it. Go get one. February 8th is the trade deadline. It's going to be really interesting to see how these Sixers are in about a month. Uh, I'm not sure how their schedule is, but uh, if they keep it up, I wonder. And and I, I want to be clear when I said they don't. When I said I agree, they don't need to make a move. Uh, I'm thinking like splash. I would love to work the margins and get you know more role players. Maybe that's the move. Maybe like you said, we don't need to do a splash. Yeah. Uh, the maxi MB two man game seems to be working with complementary players. So Brogdon would be lovely because I think we could use a secondary ball handler off of Maxi. Um, because when he, I, I love Pat Bev. I love him. I, Dave, I'm sorry. I apologize to you because I was so wrong about Pat Bev. Uh, but he, we, he's not like, I, I don't want him bringing up the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want him initiating the offense. I like him. I never even, role. I never even imagined him playing this much. I don't even <laughs> think he's that good. Honestly, he's not, he's kind of, he's not that he's like undersized. And I swear to God, I've never seen him make a three, but you know, Locker room he's, guy. yeah, always been the, yeah, exactly. Pat Bev, exactly. Dog. Did I even mention Ananobi earlier? Uh, we 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 talked about it a little bit. Ahead, that, yeah, that was a, that was upsetting. I was upset about that. I really wanted Ananobi. I That's thought he would have been perfect. Great topic. Um, yeah, he he was your guy, Dave. He just was the one. You know, we we probably would have had. To, I was prepared to give up all the picks for him. You know, and uh, he would have fit perfectly. It would have been nice, but you know, whatever. Wasn't you would have maxed him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've thought I've thought a lot about this because I was talking with um, Drew Brescia, Knicks fan. Um, Like paying him that much money would hurt in theory, but like we're talking with how long the Sixers window is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking about how long the Sixers window is, and you know, if you have Maxi and you have Embiid, uh, and I know our defense numbers are pretty good, but. I don't know about you guys. I don't think they're all the way there. I test wise. Um, he would have been really nice as a complimentary player. JB June, how torn are you about, or how upset are you about losing out on OG? Not that upset. I mean, I, I, not that I didn't like him. I just didn't put in enough effort to like fall in love <laughs> with the guy. So it's whatever. I mean, like it, it just saying, 
saying like we're complimenting him by saying that he's like not, he's not a black hole and he's like good and he's I don't know. It's just like you have to pay players crazy money if they're good. I get it, but like I'm scared to max people that aren't like no brainers. Toby, he's better than yeah. Toby. He's way better than Toby. Yeah, well, uh, guys, it. we are uh, towards oh, yeah. the end of it, so it was good to be back. Who knows? All maybe, right. maybe a week or two, we have another podcast, and we'll see what, about extending our Zoom time. Wednesdays. 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 Why not? Make it Wednesdays at eight. How about at least twice a week? Oh.